Welcome to Swifties Notes on Novels where we share our unfiltered opinions about books and Taylor Swift songs which take us back to the fictional world. I'm your host Jasleen and I'm Sakshi and we are two very passionate Swifties who want to bring you into our regular conversations where we spiral over words and lyrics. Welcome to our newest episode where we're going to be discussing a phenomenal fantasy novel that came out in the beginning of last year and that is none other than Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Hey Sakshi, how are you? Hi Jess, I love the new haircut. I know, it's a little too late for 1989, but hey, at least there's something, right? Like, I'm rid of all the baggage. (laughs) I love that, I love that. Alright, so before we start the episode, I want to do something new, and which is discussing our current reads. So why don't you start us off? Okay, great. So... I am reading two books at this time and I normally sometimes read four or five books in one go. So that's completely normal for me. But this time I'm especially torturing myself. I'm reading a romance novel called Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman just in time for Valentine's Day. And I'm also reading The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood because why would I not torture myself further? It's so well written. I'm also trying to get into Canadian literature more. I do read a couple of Canadian authors, but I really wanted to read Margaret Atwood again. So yeah, I am in this fine balance between love and really dark torture. It's perfect. It doesn't sound like a fine balance for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So my previous book was Crescent City 3, which is House of Flame and Shadow. And it kind of put me in a slump. So I'm going back to my favorites and I'm rereading Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love by Is This Self-Care, which is definitely self-care. So yeah, that's what I'm reading. 100% agreed. Like... That book got me out of many a reading slump that I was in. And it's just so nice to be able to go back to something that you like. And you'll discover more things, I'm sure. I can't wait to discuss the mortifying ordeal of being in love in detail on this podcast one day. But today, we're discussing Fourth Wing. So a quick recap of what the book is like for our listeners. If you haven't read the book, it's a really nice fantasy, which reads fresh. We follow our main character, Wyrit Soringale, who deals with chronic illness. She's not the strongest person, but she is the smartest person. And she's thrust into this world of violence, which also is her nickname in this book, cringe. But she's thrust into this world of violence at Bisgayath War College. This is a college where you go to become either a dragon rider or a scribe. That's the way this magic world is structured. And while it was supposed to become a scribe, she's supposed to be an analyst kind of situation, an academician, if I may. But her mother, being the general of this war college, wants her to go into the dragon quadrant. So there are four quadrants. And it's interesting. This book is very much for fans of Hunger Games, Harry Potter-esque story. It's fresh, it's fast-paced, and it took the world by surprise. Like, BookTok and Bookstagram were all over it. So that's fourth wing for you. And before we get into what makes this interesting, let it be known that there will be spoilers. So we will mark the episode when spoilers begin so that you don't accidentally spoil yourself. We want you to enjoy the book. So, Sakshi, tell me top two things that you like about fourth wing. 
It's a three-star read for me, number one. The top two things I like about it is I loved the character Violet. I love Violet's journey. And number two is the pacing. I think it's brilliantly paced. I've never read it in a fantasy book before. And that's the top tier of pacing for me. What about you? Yeah, I think it's written in a very fresh manner. If somebody is not into fantasy and I get to hear this a lot as a major fantasy reader that fantasy can be tough to get into especially if you're talking about a series that has multiple books the first book generally is very heavy on the world building and you get to know a little bit about the characters but most first books are not as great as this at the beginning of the book two chapters in you're thrust into action right you're following Wyatt there's this parapet that you have to cross to even get into the college in the first place. So the stakes are high from the get-go. Mm -hmm. I love that portion about this book and it never stops. It's a roller coaster. You keep going through ups and lows. There are so many things happening. You're following the plot and I like these little snippets that the author gives in the beginning of every chapter because a majority of world building is happening through these little snippets and not in the book itself, mm -hmm. which is why it's that fast paced, you know, like unlike other fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I would 100% recommend this to anybody who wanted to get into fantasy, but always found fantasy to be a little bit more heavier on the reading. Mm -hmm. It was a four star read for me. I genuinely enjoyed it and mostly because of the main character, Violet. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who Violet is? Violet Soringale is a Nepo baby. But <laughs> I love that. Violet Sorangale is a Nepo baby. We need t-shirt. No, I am in my Violet outfit today. Minus the braid because I don't want to. But yeah, she is a Nepo baby. But what I like about it is that she doesn't get the benefits of being a Nepo baby. And it's very refreshing to read. I love it. She has the knowledge of Basgayat. She has the knowledge because of being a scribe. And she uses it so well. She is such a clever girl. What I love about Violet is that we are following her journey of becoming the strong woman who can become finally a dragon rider, which in this world is basically a soldier, right? She has to go fight wars. And she has this chronic illness where she is really weak like her body is weak but we see her training we see her failing and we see her adapting to her weaknesses so i love that journey for her other than that what i don't like about violet is she is 25 years old but acts like a 17 year old and still love tendencies which we'll get into it yeah I, I do agree. She's a bit of a fresh, you know, female main character than what we're used to in fantasy. In fact, the whole book takes some really famous tropes in fantasy and romanticy and does them a little bit better. Like the chosen one trope is at the is front and center in this, right? She's thrust into this world. She's supposed to fend for herself, though she has a lot of help in the form of diary from her brother who is dead in this book. And a lot of her emotional trauma comes from losing him and losing her dad as well. And I say dad, and I will get back to this. <laughs> but it's, it's done pretty well. And you 
see her struggling she goes into it with not a lot of physical activity to her name because of her illness but she learns that and she uses a brain to do that so that's a bit of like freshness to the book itself and then if we think about who she is she's probably pretty well fleshed out in comparison to other characters other side characters you get very small things about them and because those are never revisited you don't really care in fact it's not even a spoiler like we know she's going to end up with Zayden from the very first time she meets him before the parapet I enjoyed reading Zayden the first time I am into gray mysterious characters I enjoyed him in my first read I do not know why but he he was god tier for me and I think it was just a side effect of when I read this book because I read such bad fantasy before that but in my second read Zayden is very one dimensional and because we only see him from Violet's point of view which is like oh my god he's so hot that's it like what does he do I don't even bloody remember the color of his eyes or anything about him except he's gorgeous <laughs> the color of his eyes are onyx whatever you call it it's mentioned 3 trillion times you might as well remember it but you're right so apparently it's enemies to lovers there is no enemy mm. aspect at all because the first time she sees him you can hear gorgeous playing in the background and you know from the first or second chapter you know that this is going to be a love interest this is not a spoiler at all so the foreshadowing is horrible give me a little bit of angst give me a little bit of slow burn let me them fall for each other instead of insta love i think that's a trope i absolutely hated in the book it was done poorly it is a very poor execution i completely agree with you in terms of the book itself the story is it the most original story probably not and is it the most well written definitely not like don't kill me for saying that nobody come for us we like this this is a four star or three star read for us we recommend this book at all times but the dialogue has me cringing mm-hmm. at times you know especially with its like penchant for like f bombs being dropped this is a medieval world and i wouldn't be surprised if one of these characters pulled out a cell phone and started texting each other like <laughs> while it calls her father dad like in which medieval world our fathers addressed as dad and mothers addressed as mom I just don't like it. It's very basic. You are right to point out these are 25 year old people mm-hmm. and they behave worse than teenagers. Mm-hmm. If the author had chosen to make them teenagers, I think I would have liked it slightly more. But the dialogue's pretty 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 bad. But slight criticisms aside, I think the execution is great from the very start. you get to meet a couple of characters you get to see the world building you get to see issues that violet struggles with morally as well especially learning how to be okay killing someone which happens a lot in this novel yes i love that about this book i think the deaths are so frequent which you expect from a war adult world and from a academy which is training soldiers you from the first scene right the parapet you meet these sunshine characters and spoiler alert 
and Violet is engaging and interacting with these characters. You see her forming slight connections and then bam, they die like right from the get-go and you don't expect that. So I really enjoyed how frequent and unpredictable the deaths were from the beginning till the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There are so many life or death stakes and they're mentioned all the time. So there are dark themes and with dark themes comes complexity to characters, which I wish Rebecca added more of, especially having read her other book, you know, Things We Leave Left Unfinished. Both of us have read that book and that writing is lyrical. There is so much depth to characters. So it's not like she can't write those characters, mm-hmm. but I couldn't help sometimes just get lost in the plot so much so that I didn't care. All the bullies in this book are the same. Like you could swap out names of the antagonists and they would be pretty much the same they're all just against violet violet and zayden are obviously in love from like page one but you know the characters just don't do it for me because there are certain sections of the book that remind me of like the order of phoenix meetings Mm -hmm. in harry potter Mm -hmm. it is very hunger Mm game-esque as well i think we've drawn comparisons to divergent too so had the characters had a little bit more depth i would definitely love this more an unpopular opinion, but I'm glad that they did not have the depth because Iron Flame would then kill it anyways. So I would be way more disappointed in that case. Okay, hold on. Right. I get why we don't have a lot of depth mm-hmm. side characters because it makes sense. Because right now, Violet in this book is in a survival mode and you need to be inside her head. You need her POV. And she doesn't have time for anyone else right now. She needs to focus on herself. And which is why I didn't feel the absence of side characters too much. Also because from the first chapter, we know that anybody could die at any time. So I understand that why she was not trying to make lasting connections anymore. She learned her lesson. So I didn't feel the absence of it, essentially. What I enjoyed a lot, and it was done very well in the book, is dragons personalities because Mm -hmm. she is able to interact with the dragons telepathically and all the dragons have this amazing fun versatile personality i love the depth that they got i don't even remember rhiannon or other characters because of the dragons yeah that's true i wish we got more dragons give me give me more of their comedic relief because There's so much death happening in this book that comedy would really help. And I think that could have been introduced if the enemies portion was done well, instead of just brushing past. In fact, now that I think of it, I can't pinpoint the exact time or moment in the plot where Zayden stops seeing her as the daughter of the woman who killed his entire family versus oh my god I am so in love with you that I can't see sense when you are around that never happens for me and I feel like had there been more of that the love angle of this book would have made more sense but I do want to discuss the love triangle I mean that's what kind of makes it a lot like Hunger Games for me what what are your thoughts on that there is no love triangle there's insta love and insta love and a childhood love okay like the romance is really boring in this book so we have these three characters Dane, Violet and Zayden Dane and Violet are childhood friends Violet has had a crush on him forever 
And the songs that you and I associate with these two characters are You Belong With Me and The One by Taylor Swift. So I am more invested in the story because of these three songs, Gorgeous, You Belong With Me and The One. These three songs tell more of a love triangle story than actually our characters. I'm sorry, I do not like them. I totally, totally see that. Now that we talk about it, Dane is introduced as this character that Violet is infatuated mm-hmm. with. You know, he's her best friend. She runs into him. He's suddenly very good looking and really adept at what he does. And so she's like, oh my God, Dane's here now. But nothing happens. She is in with Zayden from the beginning. So I don't see why that romance was even introduced between Dane and Violet in the first place because mm-hmm. it doesn't really add much to the plot. I remember from the, when the training sessions happen and Zayden kind of starts to take over Violet's training because he's their leader in the way the college is structured. He's also above Dane and he makes sure that Dane's group of people and cadets end up with him. So he's been orchestrating that. And I remember this dialogue where he says that you can't control her, like you can't protect her, she's not going to learn anything. So that itself establishes him as having an upper hand. Mm -hmm. So the love triangle just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I want to talk about the writing a little bit. I think that the writing is really easy to grasp and easy to read. It's not super dramatic. It's not super heavy word. You get engrossed in this beautiful world, in this dangerous, political, intrigued world, and you don't feel that you're not understanding something. Like, it's too complicated. I think that's something that she did well, that she made this book easy. Yeah, it is easy. From the perspective of the politics of the world is not fleshed out, you kind of know that, okay, these people that are Zayden and his group of friends, I would call them in the book, are children of rebels and the rebels were killed and so they're being punished by being in this war college where people walk in but not all people walk out so the stakes are really high but at the same time while the writing shows you its path to the dragon or any of the other things she goes through it also gives for the lack of a better word smart scenes so even though it's high stakes it doesn't feel that high stakes like you know while it's going to survive this there are five books i thought it was a duology when it came out now there are five books i already hate the second one so i don't know where that story is going i loved it because it's simple and i recommend it to people because it's simple that simplicity does not allow for world building when more world building comes to the forefront it's not going to hold up because the characters just don't have depth i remember certain places where riddick was a great character sawyer's nice but I don't know shit about them. Like, I want to care about them and I can't care about Mm -hmm. them. And the one character that I cared about, spoiler alert, drop off if you haven't read the book, is killed. I was was dead. I was like, why? The one person I like outside of the main character, Liam, Rebecca killed him. And honestly, it felt like a plot armor for Mm -hmm. me. Like, she made it to the point that you would want to read Mm -hmm. her book going forward. Smart as an author, but not very nice to kill off the one character you fleshed out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Rebecca Yaros because we know that writing keeps getting better as you keep writing more books. Perfect example, Throne of Glass. The first book is not very well written, but you know, you can get better in time. You can get better with more experience. I'm thinking the writing complexity will probably change. We know that doesn't happen, but benefit of doubt. Liam's death reminds me that the fight scene was so poorly written. It was bad. You're randomly shifting names of people, replacing them with dragons, replacing them with their nicknames or their surnames. And I'm like, wait, who's where? What is happening? So that is somewhere I could see that this is a romance writer trying to struggle or trying to write a war and it's not translating well. Exactly. And it's not just the war scene. If we go detailed into how Violet describes Zayden, right? I remember her saying, oh my God, he walks by and I'm completely turned on or what the hell? And then flaming hot, scorching hot. There is only so many ways you can discuss somebody who's hot. And that just runs throughout the book. So you're right. Like I wish the war and what's happening is at a level where people are dying i don't understand what happens it is too simplified you just you're just proving my point at this time you're my soulmate (laughs) although out of all the criticism right this book does things that none other have done recently it's accessible people love to read it i read it in one sitting and then i remember recommending it to you and you tried it and you loved it i remember getting messages from you while you were reading it i think the first time i read fourth wing will always be a core memory for me as a reader because it was just that different and that new i'm so sad that it goes downhill from here and iron flame just doesn't hold up to the book that this is like if you see my book half of it is annotated and the other half is not after a point in time you just want to know what happens next and that turnability and like the readability of this book is brilliant i see why it's hyped but yeah i wish i wish iron flame was not written we're not not today i remember reading fourth wing and it put me out of my reading slump of like one and a half year i hadn't read anything at all and then i read it in like one sitting and it's a meaty book and i loved it it is a meaty book it is how many how many pages it is a 511 page book yeah and we loved it i lapped it all up i also want to touch on a point about zayden and violet's relationship for Mm -hmm. both of them it was definitely insta love and it has some cringe dialogues about them confessing their love to each other which we're gonna ignore however If you look at it from a different perspective, all Violet talks about in her POVs about Zayden is how gorgeous he is. Like you mentioned, how hot he is, how turned on she is. While he's going out there and getting her a saddle, getting her trained, getting getting knives made for her. That's the kind of love you want. And now I absolve him of his Insta love. So it's okay for me. I I see it. That's probably why I liked him so much. Because the only depth to his character was from a place of him caring for her from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that Zayden understood and D- Dane didn't, and we're going back to Gail and Peter here, sort of, 
is that Dane wanted to protect her from deaths. And Zayden was like, she's already here. She's gonna have to face death. You might as well train her for it. And that is something mm-hmm. that I really admired about Zayden. And it showed different perspective of different types of love. You can't always protect yeah. people. It's like there's a saying, right? That teach a man to fish and you'll versus giving him a fish. Yeah. And while you said that, another thing I started to think of, like from the beginning, her sister doesn't think she can survive. Dane, who is potentially her closest childhood friend and knows her better than anyone else in the world in the beginning of this book, he doesn't think she will survive. Everyone doesn't think she will survive. And even though she's 25 and yes, she behaves like a teenager, the entirety of the book, whether it's the professors or anyone in the war college, underestimate her. And on the other hand, you have all these other people who are also not very well trained. You see that kind of like that turbulation that she goes through and I see how well Zayden like adds to her strength I would have enjoyed more conversations between Violet and her mother to get a little bit more to that story and that would help us see Zayden's perspective better too because I feel like without any spoilers for Iron Flame Violet's mother did think she would survive right that's why she sends her to the college in the first place lots of potential to have improved the characters in the book yeah for sure the politics does get crazy in Iron Flame so look forward to our next episode we probably won't even give Iron Flame 0.1 stars at this point in time but fourth wing I would recommend this as a standalone because I don't think I'm continuing the series but yeah that that was all we had for you today and we look forward to seeing you next week bye bye bye